You're listening to Becoming CEO, where we share our journeys as solo founders to becoming the CEO of seven-figure businesses. And these are our behind-the-scenes conversations as we figure it out, and these are things that most people just aren't sharing. Goal setting, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so- sounds like it. Are you shooting for the moon? Or are you? What's the, what's the plan? How do you set goals? So here, here, this came up in a, in a client call today. We do a monthly planning sprint with our mastermind clients. And part of that sprint is having them set a revenue goal for the month, set a target, and then recalibrate their action plan to hit that target. And so client asked a question. It's a great question. Do you just shoot for the moon, right? Like just like swing, like, you know, like I'm going to home run plan for that. And then when you fall short, which is typically going to happen, if you shoot for the moon, just be okay with it and know that if you didn't shoot for the moon, you wouldn't have tried as hard and you wouldn't have gotten the re- you know results that are as good as what you got. Or do you set more realistic goals? And there's obvious arguments for both sides. What do you do? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know if what I do is right or wrong and I kind of go through a different waves, but I think in relation to the question from the client, um, I think one thing to call out, at least in my experience, it's like the early days of figuring out goals. Um, like you almost have to do something just to figure out like, what is the baseline? Right. Because like, I remember when I was first going into business for myself and I was in some entrepreneurial communities and they're like, you got to aim for a hundred K a month. I'm like, that sounds like unrealistic. I don't even like, it seems so big. And I'm like, I they're just like, that couldn't be my goal because it didn't feel doable. But then I decided on 20 K a month and I was like, all right, 20 K a month. Like I still, it feels realistic, feels doable, but like a little bit of a stretch. Cause I don't really know what I, where I'm at. I'm like, I'm at zero. And so, but once I hit 20, I'm like, oh, I can see a hundred. And so I do feel like there's some, whether it's the moon or realistic, you might have no idea in the early days and you might need to figure out what is a good, better, a best, like based on what you guys do, do you like, oh, that's a stretch goal versus that's doable. I think that comes with like fine tuning. So if this person is early on, I almost think it doesn't matter, pick something and go with the expectation that whether you hit it or you don't, it's not about like, you shouldn't feel accomplished or not by either one, just because the real goal is to, to figure out like, how do you, how, how do you like aim for something specific? And like, are you good at estimating that? Uh, so that's like my first point. Do you have anything uh, I th- I think, in relation I think to that's, that? Do you feel like that's I think relevant? That's really- spot on, uh, I'm going to call that believability. If you don't okay. like, if you're setting a goal and I think this applies at every level, I think I get, I take your yeah. point about early days versus, you know, there's a maturity element to this, but I think at every level there's a certain believability, you know? So we're going to mm-hmm. like, if we just get real for a second, like we're going to come in at about, you know, 250 K this month, this is end of July mm-hmm. revenue top line. Yep couple days left, but that's looking, looking like that's where we're going to land. Now I'm setting my targets for August. So this is pretty, pretty relevant uh, in the immediate. Now I got a target of 300 K in August. Is that believable? Yeah. 
Can I identify the specific things that we need to address to get us that extra 50K in revenue? Yeah. Is it uh, a little bit of a stretch? Yeah. Am I going to be over the moon if we hit it? Yeah. But I fundamentally believe it's possible. It's within the scope of believability. Now, if I said, you know what? To hell with it. We're going for 400. Let's rock and roll. 400K, here we come, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not all, I don't fundamentally mm-hmm. believe that. And I'm not saying it's not possible. It's just not within the confines of what I believe is possible in a month. So if I, right. if I set my sights on that, I mean, I don't even know what that plan would look like, you know? And even if I concocted a plan, I wouldn't really believe in it. And if I don't really believe in it, how good is my execution going to be? Yeah, I mean, if you don't believe in it, I feel like you're going to be constantly looking for reasons as to why you're not going to get there versus actually why why you can. So yeah, believability, I think, is a, is a key piece. But that your, um, your believability, probably what you believe and then your ability to deliver on that or meet those beliefs comes from your experience like you know what you're capable of and you know while some might say oh 250 to 300 that seems like you should totally be able to do that but like there's a lot to it that you know because you've now gone through this enough times to know that yeah like we could probably hit it with a lot of things breaking and yada 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 but like I'm not I'm not willing to do it that way like there are actually constraints to the 300 like and so Polly begs the, uh, the addition to the conversation of like, what's a goal without a constraint? I actually feel like it's worthless. Like a goal with constraints, like a constraint needs goals and a goal needs constraints equally. And so, yeah, you could probably triple your ad spend and hit 300 top line and be losing money, bleeding. The team's going to hate you. You're going to hate yourself. So yeah, you could probably do it, but not be happy with, you're not going to be happy so there are some underlying constraints that you have that might not have been verbalized and probably this person would have that they haven't identified yet that would help hone that number in. So it's a really, really, really good point. Let's, let's run with me as an example to make this real. Um, there are absolutely yep. underlying constraints that I'm not willing to move in my pursuit of the goal in August, in my case, 300K, right? And absolutely, likely some of these things would have to be lifted, these constraints, if I wanted to shoot for anything Mm -hmm. beyond that. Um, Number one, advertising Mm -hmm. spend, not gonna raise spend. Um, If I were to raise spend, my target would be higher. So I'm trying to get, you know, 300K on the same level of ad spend that we're spending right now, not willing to move it, that's a constraint. Number two, me selling. I've had to jump back into sales um, quite a bit last two, three months because of sales team on vacation. One guy broke his leg. There's been a bunch of stuff going on, right? And so I've had to jump back in and I'm happy to do it if it's necessary, right? But now that my team is back in full force, I'm not looking to get back in. So could we do more revenue if I sold more? Absolutely. Not looking to do that though. And then I think for me, the third thing would be um, just not looking to work more. You know, I like the flow that I'm in right now in terms of mm. work and life and it's summer and I'm traveling and there's vacations coming up and I'm just not looking to necessarily put in more time that I'm putting in right now. So that's probably a good segue then to like something I've been thinking a lot about because um, <clears throat> not too long ago, I guess uh, a month ago now, I was uh, at an in-person event in Huntington Beach with a mastermind that I'm in and like 
while the term goal wasn't necessarily used, like vision was, and I think goal is like maybe a piece of vision in regards to what we're talking about right now. And when I think about like, again, in this, this filter of what my revenue target is for the month or what's my goal for revenue this month, like I can, can't even tell you the number of times that I've had conversations about what my revenue, annual revenue targets and goals are. Uh, like it's, it's a constant conversation. And I actually feel like I'm at a phase right now to piggyback off of the, the constraints that you just talked about is like, do I need to care? Um, and my, one of the, like at, at this group, there's people that are like, you got to be aiming for 30 million or like what, like, like have your number, right? Like sort of thing, like maybe not this year, but over the, the long haul. And one of the other guys that I kind of was connecting with was like, don't tell anybody. I feel like I'll feel bad. Like I don't have a number. And I was like, interesting. Like, I don't, I feel like I'm trying to have a number because I feel like I'm supposed to have a number. And he sent me this snippet, which we can add in the show notes from, it's a snippet from Derek Sivers, Sievers, I don't know how you pronounce his last name. Um, he wrote the book, Anything You Want, Start With Why, blah, blah. And in the book, Anything You Want, he has this segment that's called, You Don't Need a Plan or a Vision. And so I'm gonna insert, you don't need a goal or a vision. Uh, I think, asterisk, at certain stages. Um, and really the end of the, end of the thing was, uh, someone asked him, like, this is when he built the business CD Baby, they're like, like, well, now that you've done this number, like, what's the grandiose vision? He's like, I don't have one. I hit my goal a long time ago. I'm just now, he says, uh, I don't have one. I surpassed my goals long ago. I'm just trying to help musicians with whatever they need today. And so he said, so please don't think you need a huge vision. Just stay focused on helping people today. And so I say that because I feel like I've been it's such an easy conversation to have. What's our monthly target? Everyone's talks about it. That's how we flaunt and brag and whatever. And I do think you need some barometers of like, you probably want to grow at some point, but I also feel like there's seasons where it's like, I'm so sick of talking about it. Like I like my lifestyle right now. There's things I need to improve and there's metrics for us to look at that. But like if I just stay focused on solving and helping my people, my clients today, my team today, and I just do that every day, I'm gonna get to what, whatever, like I'm gonna be better than I am. And like, I'm already enjoying my lifestyle. Like, could I use some more income and investments? Yeah, cool. Could I give back more of my team? Yeah, but if I keep solving the problem today for my clients, that's gonna be the byproduct anyway. And so I feel like I've been stressing out over what should that number be? Should it be three million? Should it be five million? Oh, but if I say three, then I'm like, am I hold? Am I, you know, selling myself short, Greg? Like you could do better than that. Like I'm just gonna solve the problem today. And so, uh, for this, that snippet was just for like the people that might be like me, where it's like I don't even know. I just like doing what I'm doing. I'm kind of happy with the way things are. I just want to improve. Maybe you don't need to, to be so, you know, gung ho on on a specific number right now and i think if that's if you needed permission there's your permission uh but i do back to your point the constraints like you said probably indicate do i need to focus on that that much right now or or should i just be focused on something else because again your goal also doesn't have to be a revenue number we just started this conversation because someone asked 
what should my revenue goal be? It's like, well, what about your other goals? <laughs> you know, like maybe we need to take a month and focus on another goal. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I was, I was uh, interviewing a, a potential sales rep yesterday and um, he asked me a good question. He said, where are you going? What's your vision for the business? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. I just gave it to him straight, right? Like, here's what I know. I said, I, I'm not going anywhere. Like, I'm in this for the long haul. I'm doing what I'm doing now, and I'm going to be doing it for, for the foreseeable future. And I have longevity, and I have sustainability, and I have a commitment to the market. And we're really well positioned. And, like, we're here. And I'm probably going to spend the next 20, 30, 40 years of my life doing this. Maybe I'll do some other things as well, but this is the mainstay. This is what I enjoy. This is the game. So I'm not going anywhere. Do I have massive aspirations to double, triple the business anytime soon? Not really. Big part of that is got young kids, not looking to really scale, add more headache. Will that change over time? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Right. And it's funny because I was just thinking about when we first started recording this podcast, it was right around the beginning of the year, right? This is July, 2022. We've been recording and batching for a while. It's the beginning of the year, I think we started. Yeah, something like that. Right? Q1, for and sure. And if you recall, I was actually re-listening to episode one because we're actually launching this thing right now. <laughs> and in episode one, I said, yeah, we're going to do 5 million this year. We are not doing 5 million this year. <laughs> As we are not, um, like, I mean, if, to do 5 million this year, I need to really ramp things up. And so I I think what happened is that in that moment, and I was thinking about obviously annual planning at the beginning of the year, I kind of forced myself to be more aggressive, Mm -hmm. but what remained (laughs) were the systems and the constraints and the mindset and, uh, the momentum that was keeping us at a certain level. And so you know, it's one thing to arbitrarily say, I'm going to hit this number, but if nothing else follows suit, what was the point right. of that? Right. And I'm not, to be clear, I'm not disappointed by any means. I mean, we had a pretty bad Q1 that kind of set us back a little bit, but I'm not dissatisfied with where we're at. We didn't, right. we're not at that number or on pace for that number that I kind of arbitrarily set at the beginning of the year, but I'm not bothered by it to be frank. Yeah. I mean, I think that goes back to experience for sure. Um, so, I mean, goal setting. <laughs> um, I think early yeah. days having a target um, to keep you moving forward, I think, is really important. Um, if you don't know if a number, like, I mean, what do most people do? Hey, what are you doing? What's your goal? What's the average in this space? What's real? Like, you you triangulate from the people around you to probably hone in on something that seems maybe doable depending upon who you're triangulating from will probably dictate how far off you're going to be. Like if you're getting info from people that are in season eight of their business and season one, like you're probably going to have a weird skewed number um, versus like you're, you're talking to everyone that's kind of in the same season of life and business as you, you'll probably have something more accurate. So like, you know, your, your, the person in your mastermind probably shouldn't be triangulating off of your goal, right? Like, but maybe other peers inside that group that are at the similar level would probably be, be more helpful if, if that's how we're getting that first goal. Um, one, of my, uh, one of my early mentors was like, uh, you got to use the PFOMA method. 
pull out from my ass. Like, if you can't figure out a number, just just use the Pafoma method. <laughs> like, pull a number, aim for it, and you'll know, like, wow, I was so far off. Like, next quarter I can bring it, bring it way back based off of what I just learned. And I do think there is value in that experience. Um, and actually, honestly, I think that's really the only way that you're going to get good at setting your own goals. Because again, once you develop any sort of internal constraints, which is going to look different from business to business, owner to owner, like you getting a goal, me looking at your goal and trying to hit your goal is so not helpful because you have different constraints than I do, different assets than I do, different season than I'm in. Um, and so it's like you kind of have to just pick something so you go and then continually tweak. It's like the analogy of the uh, – I hate that I'm using this analogy because I feel like I've used it a lot recently, maybe not on this podcast, but like the plane flying from L.A. to New York. Like they're off course the entire flight. And they're making one degree micro corrections. And it's like, that's actually how they get to the destination is constantly course correcting little tiny micro adjustments to get to the goal. But like, they know that somewhere a few hours from now, we're going to end up in, in New York if we keep course correcting. Like, directionally, they know where they're going and they just got to stay going in that direction as wind and all the other things move them off course, which is what's going to happen in your business anyway. So pick the number, start going. If you're way off, well, then. In real time, you could be like, well, that's so not going to happen. Maybe I should be aiming for 20% of that goal. So I think I have a way of potentially bringing this home. Um, I talked about it this morning with our clients. Sweet. And it seemed to really land. So I think on the one hand, believability is a really important point. Like you've got to set targets within the scope mm -hmm. of what you believe to be true and possible. And by the way, believability can be addressed, raised. You can expand the scope of what you believe to be possible. That's probably a whole other conversation. But... Practically, you need to set goals within that scope and, and that framework. I think you also need to separate, though, between actions and results. Actions and results. So there's a really good book. Mm. And like most books I've read, like the first chapter, not the rest of it. But here's what I learned in the first chapter. The book is called... <laughs> so there's a good, for, that's a good, a good, chapter, good chapter of a of, of a book that might might. No, I don't. I'm actually going to based on today's conversation. I'm going to reread this thing or actually read the thing. It's called Thinking in Bets by Annie Duke. Okay, Thinking mm. in Bets. So it's a really interesting premise. Annie Duke uh, used to be a professional poker player. She played poker for a living. She then became a PhD, mm. um, and her research is on the subtitle of the book is making smarter decisions when you don't have all the facts, which is like all the time, right? Think about poker. You're dealt a hand, right? <laughs> yeah. And there's some cards on the table. You don't know what everybody else is holding. You've got to make a smart decision in the moment when you don't have all the facts. And so one of the key principles of this book is separating the decision from the outcome. So at the poker table, mm. you may make a good decision, you know, bet, hold, pat, whatever, fold, right? You make, make a good decision and the outcome may be bad. And you may make a bad decision and the outcome may be good. And her point is you don't judge the quality of your decisions by the mm. outcome. You ju judge them by your decision-making process because you don't have all the facts. So mm -hmm. my point here is, if you could swing for the fences, like you could have a really aggressive goal, you could be really, really, um, you could stretch yourself, sure, right? But I wouldn't 
judge success versus failure based on whether you hit the goal. I would judge it based on your execution towards it. Did you do the things that you believe would get you to the goal? And then whether or not you got there or not is almost irrelevant. It's almost secondary. Did you do what you planned mm -hmm. on doing? Did you execute? That's success. Because if you continue to execute month after month, quarter after quarter, and then to your point, you start to observe the relationship between your execution of different activities and the attainment of a goal, that's going to calibrate on its own. It's the plane, right? The plane doesn't right. stop in midair yeah. <laughs> and go, where the hell should we go? <laughs> it keeps going, right? And then it calibrates. Right. So if you're not continuously executing, i.e. doing the things that you think you need to do to get the targets, that's like stopping in midair. That's a pretty good, great way to crash. Mm, for sure. That's a great way to tie that together. So there you go. There you have it, guys. Goal setting. That seemed like a perfect final thought. So what I'm going to do is say, hey, we think, I don't, as of today, we said this is July of 2022. We just launched and we're like, I don't know how many episodes in. We've been recording since the beginning of this year, but we wanted to put in some reps first. Uh, if you're enjoying what you've been listening to so far, can you please go to all the places and specifically iTunes, give us a little rating and review? Um, it helps us get in front of more folks and in more ears, uh, just like yours. And it, it would mean a lot to us. That's, there's no, you know, the content's free. That's the only, the only thing we need in you in, in return from you guys. So appreciate you. Hope you're enjoying what you're listening to so far and we'll catch you in the next one. Mm -hmm.